0: Welcome back to Not Your Average Joe, the podcast that'll make anyone a little less average. I'm your host, Joe Franco, and I cannot believe that we're already on day 13 of my writing challenge. It is well underway. I think I'm finally hitting my stride. It's that two-week mark when you start trusting that you can do this. Some days are better than others. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about self-preservation and me coming to terms with the fact I need to budget my energy. Let's get into it. Kill the intro, sis. You know. She's not your average Joe Not your average Joe. She's not your average Joe. The muscle has outgrown its resistance I can no longer rest before writing Two weeks into the year have already passed And I had a thought yesterday If I never started this challenge, another 15 days would have blown by without prioritizing the thing that I love. It leads me to understand profoundly that we are simply a collection of our daily activities and the people we make time to interact with. I've been pruning my plant, plucking away dead leaves that take energy from newness waiting to grow. I'm on a strict energy budget and non-essentials will not make the cut. The other day, I was on the phone with an old lover turned dear friend. We got to speaking about how it had been two years since our last in-person encounter and yet we've kept in touch all this time. The years have distilled our romance into a deep understanding of one another on an intellectual level. He asked me how I was doing and I confessed that I was turning into a hermit writing alone in my house. As someone who knows me better than most, this was his response. You're unlocking something profound within you, diving deeper into your knowledge and experience with writing that will only give you more depth. You don't entertain bullshit anymore, Joe, because you keep yourself far more entertained just thinking. He's right, and rare. Beyond really seeing me, there's a sort of magic that happens after we exchange ideas and moments. I almost always feel better. I see the world in a more beautiful way. He uplifts my energy. I'm sure you can think of only a few people in your life who have that effect on you, the energy givers. They're few and far between and should be appreciated when you notice who they are. Much more common and on the opposite end of the spectrum are the energy vampires, the ones who drain you and take more than you offer shamelessly We all have them. I won't say names, but I have at least three in my life, who I constantly struggle to compartmentalize in a place where it does me the least amount of harm. The tricky part about energy vampires is that they're usually the closest to you. The legacy relationships, a term I made up once to describe those who have watched you grow from your humble beginnings. I keep certain legacy connections around, not because they reflect the friendships I want now, but because they remind me of where I came from. It's important to me that even if we have our differences today, they know I still value our past. It's a delicate dance when legacy friends turn into energy vampires, the ones gawking at freebies, only calling you for favors, never showing a genuine curiosity about your life. And in the worst case scenarios, they even become people you're concerned about inviting into an important room in fear they'll reflect your current character poorly. That's usually a sign there's something terribly off. It's painful because there's love there that doesn't go away with time. For those relationships to survive, we typically cling on to good memories, letting them chip away at our energy day after day with a pass because we've been lifelong friends. History makes it hard to let go. From experience, the only way to balance this sort of relationship is with distance. That is, unless you're ready to let go altogether and cut it off mercilessly like a minimalist doing spring cleaning. While not my favorite approach, sometimes that is the only way out. For the past couple of months, I've been taking inventory on how I spend my energy and who gets it. I'm beginning to understand that I give away time I'll never get back far too often. From now on, every time I cancel a meeting or push back a project, I refer to it as winning back time. That's what it is in the end. You're conquering back your day. 10 minutes here, 30 minutes there, until slowly you've gobbled up all of your minutes back, ready to be distributed at your discretion. Can you picture a little Pac-Man swallowing tiny clocks instead of gold coins? That's how we need to be in real life. In comes self-preservation, which I think only begins to truly unfold when this grim understanding of time is digested. Whatever, or more importantly, whoever receives your attention should be considered lucky, and yet so few even bother to reflect on how time is finite. It quite literally is all we have. Of course, we're desensitized to such profound feelings because we live with the naive bliss of being promised a tomorrow. We go on about our lives, chatting with this person and that person, agreeing to do favors for people who are never there for you when you might possibly need something. We give bits and pieces of ourselves away like confetti at carnival, but there's nothing to celebrate. I go on benders of this sort of behavior, distributing slivers of myself to the masses, where everyone has access. And then I foolishly wonder why I feel like a ragdoll left out in the rain, shriveled, droopy, To restore this balance, I am currently in self-preservation mode, or as my executive producer once told me, I'm ruthlessly eliminating the non-essential. Often we avoid saying no and cutting people and things off because it makes us feel like arrogant villains who think we're mightier than thou. But there's a difference between being a frigid cold-blooded bitch and being tactful with your energy spend budget. I'm shooting for the latter. Sorry if I come off like the former. They say you are the sum of the five people closest to you, but you are also all that you consume, every conversation you have, everything that keeps you up at night. You are where you invest your attention. Our lifetime is nothing more than an exchange of energy from you to you and the world goes on with trillions of living things doing the exact same thing. I'm starting to believe that living well means mastering how and where to allocate your energy to produce the healthiest, happiest, and most productive you. And that is it for the day. Thank you for listening. I am starting to feel a little better, which is why I am smiling and not as congested. It's been a rough week with my health, but it's been nice to to, to kind of like document this whole process. My friend Lucas, who challenged me to start writing daily, you guys already know all about him. You've probably subscribed to his newsletter. If not, I'm linking it in the show notes. He mentioned to me something interesting happened when he began writing daily, that he started picking up on, Themes, And you know, when you are producing at such a consistent pace, you will end up saying the same thing in different ways. And something he advised me to do is to take note of the themes that I keep coming back to. And this theme of time is definitely one of them. As you can see, I'm all about the use of time, the investment of time, who you spend your time with. And I guess I'm gonna keep talking about it, so sorry if it's repetitive, but I'm hoping to find some synonyms and different ways to frame the topic. Maybe one day it'll click if it hasn't yet, for me or for you. It makes me think about something I used to say, pick any person in your life, you could probably boil down four topics, maybe five max that they always talk about, and yet it never really gets boring. I think we're simpler than we ever admit to being maybe we just talk about the same things over and over again with different words and in different contexts regardless the concept of time is one that i find very important and that rules my life and all of our lives if you are in self-preservation mode and you're currently trimming some of the inessential things from your life please share this episode post it on your stories on instagram and tag us at not your average Pod or at joe underscore franco the day catching up on some dms on the the show's account and. It was so beautiful to see how many Amazing comments you're sending in the DMs. Obviously, podcasts don't have a comment section, which is why I really appreciate your five star reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's the only way I know if you like what you're hearing. I hope you do. I'm feeling like a different person, and it's only been two weeks of this habit. It's quickly become an anchor to my day, an anchor that makes me feel rooted into what I really want to be doing. Thanks again for listening. Have an above average day because you deserve it. And don't forget to tune back in tomorrow because I'll be back. With another episode. Hey, yo! Come listen to my girl, man. What you doing? Shit. Have catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Gigi Palmer.